fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm Annalisa. And this is To, to Ellen Back, Back Generation, Generation Q. Q. This is an autostraddle podcast where Reese and Carly usually recap every episode of the old L Word. But while the L Word Generation Q is on, Annalisa and I are recapping these brand new episodes. It's very exciting. Thrilling. Yes. This week, we're talking about episode 103, Lost Love. That's two L Words for you. That is two for the price of one in this episode. Yeah. It was directed by Sarah Pia Anderson, who's been directing TV for decades, including ER, Veronica Mars, This Is Us. Uh, and it's written by Regina Y. Hicks, who has been writing television for decades, including Girlfriends and most recently Insecure. Who I'm pretty sure is in like an L.A. like queer power couple with another um, showrunner in oh, Hollywood. I'm Amazing. pretty positive about that. That's great. <laughs> Um, so this episode starts not with a sex scene, but it does start with aerial shots. So we are having some consistency here. So we are still in Los Angeles and we yes. are still watching the Elward Generation. Keep yes, we fine. are. And Sophie and Danny are dancing and it's really cute. It's really very sweet. It's like yeah. a really sweet morning in the Gen Q. Yeah. And like Jose's already like a part of the family and is like. Well, I mean, he does live in there. That's he, a great point. He does point. live it's, in their fair, complex. Fair, so fair, 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 literally fair. his home. Yeah. But like Micah is not joining in on the dance. Micah's very bashful. Yeah. He says he like doesn't know how to do it. And Jose, to his credit, is like, come on, like we'll just, it'll yeah. be fun. We get a sweet little Alexa ad. Yes. Which was very silly. Yeah. Um, Alexa in this episode is better at Spanish than I've ever known an Alexa <laughs> to be. Um. Because I've I've asked her to sing things in Spanish uh -huh. and she's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Um. Anyway, I do. I mean, this is talked about truly everywhere, but they're up so early, and all of them are in their kitchen, yeah. just hanging out in their pajamas, dancing. I love that for them. I do too. As I've someone never who's done not, that. yeah, I haven't really either. But you know, it's like a goal. Twenty twenty goal. <laughs> I have to get to work at nine thirty, and I wake up at a hot. 8.15 every day, just straight into the car. That so, is really impressive. Um, yeah, I've got it down to a science. Um, Micah mentions that he and Jose are going to an art show that night. Dale Lewis, who I didn't know, but I looked up and his work is very gay. Cool. Yeah. So someone who is not Marja wrote this scene yeah. because there's a different artist <laughs> who's not Judy Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And then we see that Danny ignores her dad's call phone call. her dad. Fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. He's a super villain. I'm kind of like, I don't care mm -hmm. i mean i do care for her but yeah. i don't care and then sophie wants to wear a white velour tracksuit to her wedding maybe i don't know why they're talking about this so soon like they got engaged it's been coming up a lot two seconds ago and they're talking about like what they're gonna wear and where it's gonna be and like i've never planned a wedding so yeah. maybe i'm like i have a lot of straight friends admittedly who have like gotten engaged since you know high yeah. school and college and like I feel like they get married years after they got engaged. These gals mm. are talking like they're going to get married next week. Like, We got to get it in the eight it's episodes. Like, it's time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the main reason they're talking about it is television purposes, which is that Danny says she wants to wear her mom's wedding dress. And so we learn that Danny's mom is dead. Yes. Which I think we kind of guessed at last totally. episode because yeah. she's not been around. Yeah. But um, And Sophie's like very supportive of Danny wanting to do that and yeah. wanting her mom there with them. And it's all very cute. Danny listens to the voicemail from her dad. 
and he says that he's sorry for overreacting. He congratulates her like on her engagement and her new job and he's sort of trying to be conciliatory and asks her to meet for lunch. Yeah. Um, We go to Rebecca and Finley in bed together and okay, so boobs out conversation. Boobs out conversation. This whole scene was like I don't know. It felt so natural. It felt so like the way, I don't know, like when, cause like Rebecca needs to get to work and Finley's like, no, let's stay. And then they like sort of start to have that, sex like, again. New relationship energy where you're like, don't leave. Let's just call in. Let's be yeah. sick today. Yeah. Like, and they kind of like go back and forth on who's convinced to yeah. do it. Um, it's really sweet. And I think like, I really like them together and not just because of Olivia Thirlby. Um, yeah, Olivia Thirlby and Jacqueline Timoney's faces being next to each other is enough to sell me personally, but so, I actually they also do have chemistry. Like them yeah, yeah, it's great. And we also learn the fun fact that um, Rebecca lost her virginity to a, a, a doll named Sylvia. And whose face she was riding, which is advanced technique. Yeah, for her. For, I don't know how old she was, but if she had a doll, I'm assuming. I have to assume it was like ch- young. This yeah. is like first sexual encounter yeah. stories. Um, so, you know ambitious at a young age truly respect that rebecca tells finley finally that she's going to church <gasps> which is why she's leaving yeah um and she to her credit is like you can come with me but the vibe is nope. killed it's yep. instantly dead yep so and yeah. they say they'll hang out after and i'm sure this is totally fine and just gonna be a really cool and fine thing yeah <laughs> no words in the title sequence the title sequence song oh. had no words in it oh just music <laughs> I tried to jam it. It didn't nothing work. Happened. It was just like, you know, like, um, so then after the credits, we go to Tess and Lena who are walking up to the bar and it's unlocked. Okay. Well, I'm, I've come around to Drew's point and I think I need to just say it honestly and, you know, do that. Lena's the worst. Well, because Tess is like, get behind me. Like, I'll, I'll protect you. And she's like, oh, like, you're so tough. And it's like, okay, Tina. Just, like, yeah, all you know, right. Like, okay, Lena. Like, it's just like. I really want to call her Talina a lot of the time. I'm time. just going to keep doing that thing where um, I'm pretending like it's an accident and it's not. Um, but, you know, yeah, maybe like, I'll convince you if Lena's I'm like a good actor. I don't know. looking very Tina today and is like being uh, a wet rag. Okay. I want to I wanna talk about, so on autostraddle.com, um, Reese interviewed Marjorie Lewis Ryan, the showrunner of Generation oh, Q. Yes. And learned some very interesting information um which is that so in the eyes of marja and jamie clayton like tess is cis and also uh jordy is cis i guess like basically marja was talking to jamie and was like what can we like what what's the next steps like Like how can we move the needle for trans representation and i guess that jamie clayton said like well we could be cis um, which I just want to talk about for a second. And like, I, I'm not someone who's working primarily as an actor and I am sympathetic to the idea that like, if you're a trans actor, the idea of like getting cast in cis parts would be great for your career and give you more interesting roles to play. Cause so many parts that are written for trans people are so oversimplified and boring or just not written at all. But I think for me, and I know for other trans actors that I've listened to in interviews that I really like when they like say it this way, like I know Jen Richards is someone who said it this way, like India Moore, like you can be cast in a part that was written for a cis person and your your character is still trans. Like the Cause, idea, cause yeah. the point is like trans people should just be characters in yeah. things because trans people exist in the world rather than yeah. having to. And it's like, so if, I mean, Tess is trans, Jordy is trans. Like I'm not, that's not changing for me. Like I'm not, I'm not going to lose like my two like, scraps of representation I have on this show because 
they're not going to talk about it. I mean, unless they literally say like as a cis woman. Yeah, as a cis woman, which would be aggressive. Um, I don't know. So it's just it's it's I won't like harp on this for too long. It's just it's frustrating for me. And I'm like a huge fan of Jamie Clayton's. And I like I think like Sense8 is still I mean, literally that show starts with like a trans woman being fucked with a strap on like revolutionary. But it's really frustrating to have it framed in a way that like being cis is is like a step forward that the idea of like a trans actor being able to be cis is a step forward as opposed to just having parts that are as well written as parts that cis people have. So I'm going to continue on this podcast to like talk about those two characters like they're trans and I hope that there could be some like good conversations like in the larger queer community in the trans community like I hope I think like in the interview Marge is saying like that she talked to Jamie and so clearly she's like open to listening I will say this is why you probably shouldn't just have an actor. You should also have like writers and you should have like, like your actress should not be the only trans woman around you. Like that's not necessarily who you should be asking questions of. Um, I mean, you can ask questions of them too, but you know what I mean? So, but like, I think it seems like she's someone who's open to conversation and I hope assuming neither of those characters is like said to be cis this season, which would be really really aggressive. aggressive. Um, I hope that that's something that actually changes and that like, in future seasons that they actually like will start to because the thing is is that like not addressing transness is not even if they were trans characters and we're like oh we're not going to talk about it like that's not progressive because like my life is not framed around my transness but a lot of it is like same with queerness like a lot of my life is about me being queer like those are parts of my identity or like at the very least affected by yeah that. like there are other there are other parts of who I am and I don't want to just be like a trans lesbian character but but those are parts of who I am. And so it's like, it's not like we, I don't know. It's just, it, that's something that I, that I find like a really frustrating talking point and a really frustrating idea that like, it's like somehow a reduction of a person to acknowledge that they're trans mm. um, because it's not, it's just one part of who I am, but it is a part of who I am. So I hope that those characters, that that happens. And yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess we'll see. But from, I'm well, just saying for this podcast, like I'm going to continue to think of them as trans women because- representation because the actors because the actors are and because that's literally all we get on the show right now so anyways um well unfortunately (laughs) we don't have to think about it too much because we don't see much more of Tess this episode anyway they walk in they think maybe a break-in has happened but of course they walk in and Shane has bought the bar and also is moving at rapid speed to get designers and I don't know people to like come in and do menus and bullshit rapid rapid speed that is the theme of literally the the show and Tina Lena whatever is like she is so starry eyed. It is actually yeah. like, it is not even cool to watch. Like yeah. you're like, yeesh, yeah. lock it up, girl. Totally. Like, be chill. Yeah. And also, like, this is Shane McCutcheon. Like chill. Yeah. This happens to everyone. Yeah. You're just. Totally. And so then Tess is like, well, do I still have a job? And then when Shane asks her to run it, she's like so excited. She's like, I get to, I get to run like a, a, a lesbian bar, which again is something that it feels very much fits into this idea of her character as like this trans woman who's like finally a part of the community like, she's always wanted to claim a, a lesbian community. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that's I really love that. Um, and we we learn that Tess is sober. Yeah. Which is interesting. That yeah. is an interesting part of her character. And she wants to bring in DJs. So, like, I don't think Carmen's coming back, but, like, I don't but, know. But, you know, <laughs> back at Kids Are Us, yeah. which is what I'm calling Alice and Nat's house now, Alice is wearing a horrible shirt. And I just, I need to say that. I think it's horrible. This is not a good outfit episode for Alice, I, I didn't, I didn't notice that particularly, um, so. Alice is like, sorry that I can't clean up after the kids, but I have to go be gay with my friends in a greenhouse somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, she has breakfast with her friends. 
And they're just, they sort of get into this interesting conversation about the fact that like Nat doesn't have friends. Nat like flat affect in like a very Stephanie Allen dry delivery. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't have any friends. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, well, um, she says that she says that like they all chose Gigi because Gigi's Gigi. the cool one, which is interesting because Gigi cheated. I feel like yeah. you take the side of like the morally responsible person, but I am not in this. It's also group. just I don't know. I feel like lesbian friend groups you just got to deal with. Just ex- I mean, all friend groups you should really get over yourself, but like I don't know. Anyways, so then we go to Alice hanging out with Bet, and they're both wearing glasses. Makes me very happy. Um, good, good morning, Los Angeles. <laughs> yes. Hello. Um, I also in the not and Alice conversation, she was like. Alice being like, I have so many friends, but they're on different tiers. And yeah. then going to hang out with her absolute tier one friends <laughs> yeah. is perfect. That is like ignoring Alice, basically watching Angie get to yeah. school, which I thought was a funny detail. And then Shane arrives trailing Tina Lena. slash and, Lena. And so... Shane says that she bought the bar and Bet is like, that's impulsive. Like maybe Bet is right. It is. She is right. That's she's like, like well, she's, maybe. but she says like, don't make impulsive decisions when you've just had your heart broken. But like, that is literally when you should make impulsive. All, every lesbian breakup haircut would beg to differ. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, like obviously you shouldn't, I guess, but like, it seems like a very understandable thing. Almost every tattoo I have would beg to differ. Yeah. You just gotta, you um, gotta, you gotta lean into the, divorce right? and we also get another nugget of wisdom from alice who's like and also maybe don't shit where you eat in regard yeah. to lena who does come in like trailing shane and like hovers awkwardly and shane's like okay see ya yeah. basically um so you know bet and alice are just here with the one-two punch of yeah shane get your life together i know um so then we go to angie's school where there is this girl being such a fucking bully and just and the worst also like the least creative bully in the world yeah. you're gonna call me an affirmative action kid like all right cool and also like i don't begrudge angie for losing her temper that's oh, not what i'm saying yeah. but like just like it's 2019 get get cooler insults and she calls her Ange munch which is like <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean like and she slut shames bet like it's just all of it is just like Worse to worser. That's what this bullying yeah. session is. Uh, and so then Angie fucking hits her, which Angie, I love. Also, Angie like winds up. This is like a prize winning fight. She yeah. like stands still and just cold cocks her. It's yep. so good. That's great. Um, uh, so then we go back to the uh, to Alice's studio and every establishing shot reminds me that I need to watch On Becoming a God in Central Florida <laughs> yeah. because we always go by that, uh, that poster and I'm always like, oh, that's been on my list. But before Sophie... Roast Finley for her shorts <laughs> and I get my get my win. Yeah. Um Finley's like freaking out about Rebecca going and, to church. And Sophie, like this episode, I don't know. I like I like really love Sophie now. I mean I always I did, but this is like she's is like she really, like I think she might shiny, be my favorite of the new characters yeah. after this episode. Um Finley mentions that like the church that Rebecca was going to is called MCC and Sophie was like, Oh, that's on our list. Like for the wedding. Like we should like I'll go like you should come with me to like check it out. Which is just like really like a nice way of being like, I'm not like, I'm not stepping into your life too. Like, it's like, I'm, you're doing me a favor. I don't know. It's really nice. But um, also fun fact, um, MCC was um, founded in 1968 and it's in Huntington Park and it's a queer friendly Protestant church. Yeah. I think it's like, not, I don't, I was raised like very strictly Catholic mm-hmm. as, as our girl Finley was, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to be like reductive, but like MCC is a like hip church you know like it's a church to like go and feel fine and cool you know instead of sort of what we see finley grapple with later but anyway finley makes a joke about going agreeing to go because she wants to be the flower girl and i get my moment sophie says you can't be the flower girl in those shorts um 
and Sophie wants to burn them. Bless. Wow. Justice for me. <laughs> and then we go back to Angie's school where Bed is getting out of a meeting where you can tell that she was talking to maybe the principal. Angie's getting suspended and they have they have like a really nice talk because Angie's like expecting Bet to be mad at her and instead Bet's like like you have to live by a different standard and that's unfair and I hate that. Yeah. Which is I mean not a conversation that either you or I can really speak to but yeah. is one that like I know to be one that like parents of color and like black parents have with their children and like I don't know. She just handles it really well. And she, we've talked a lot about how Bet is very good at like giving with one hand, taking from the other. She's mm-hmm. like, you're too good for this place. Also stop hitting people, which is really like yeah. a good, a nice little I like button on that conversation. Cried it was really, really sweet. Yeah. And so, yeah, Bet is like telling Angie that there's a higher standard she has to live to. And she has to like know the system so that she can be better than it, which is just like unfortunate to hear, but is like Bet's total mm-hmm. ethos, you know? That's yeah. like how she moves in the world. So, um, and they leave holding hands and the applause from Alice's studio, like pre-lapse. And I was like, I agree. Yeah. I want to clap after that scene too. Yeah. <laughs> On the set of Alice. Yep. We have a special guest we today. Do. And it's Megan Rapino. Mm-hmm. I want to say that I'm upset that I missed my opportunity episode one to like guess who I yeah. thought would be a celebrity guest star because None of you will ask my roommates, but my roommates can attest that like four weeks ago before I saw this episode, I was like, Megan Rapinoe is going to be on this season. Like, just, I trust you. I got a flash of brilliance and I knew it. Yeah. And I was right. Um, Yeah. <laughs> I really relate to Finley being like, I got to go hug her. I got to tell her I love her <laughs> because if I was ever in a room with Megan Rapinoe, people would have to physically restrain me. Yeah. This is also the second time that either like Alice or one of Alice's guests has walked out to Decepticon by La Tigra. Oh, so that's fun. a fun fact. I didn't notice that at all. Um, I love that the Alice show is truly the gay talk show we all deserve. It is. I mean, this is the most the word gay has ever been said on daytime television in <laughs> it's, its life. Like, the, the, since the word was invented. The whole conversation is so fun. Like, it's Alice, like, it's funny because when the scene ends, she's like, and when we come back, we're going to talk about, like, equal pay in women's sports. But we don't see that part. We see the fun questions. Not that that's yeah, not an important, in, very important her, quote, topic. inappropriate yeah, questions where part. she's, like, asking about, like, gayest things that happen in the locker room. She's asking, like, what surprising hookups have happened. And as a Tobin Heath and Kristen Press shipper, I'm just going to come clean about that. Mm-hmm. I w- wrote in my notes, Preeth lives, bitch. <laughs> I wanted, like, I know that that's, like, yeah, I just wanted I wanted one name to be dropped. Not even theirs. Just I sure. really wanted, you know, obviously it's not going to happen, but I wanted no, Megan to but be you like, can, like, see it in her oh, eyes. Yeah. yeah, she's got people she's thinking about mm-hmm. and I choose to believe. I love that. Um, And they talk about like Megan's twin sister is gay, which yeah. is true. Mm-hmm. Um, Alice kind of ribs Megan for outing her sister to their parents. Mm-hmm. And I wrote in my notes like, does Alice forget that she outed a whole ass <laughs> man in the original? And evilly? Yeah. Whatever. Not a great not a great moment for Alice As I said, Piazzecki. People, we, yeah, we didn't do right by Alice Piazzecki the first, the first time around. She's doing better this season. Now she's getting to like, you know, ask Megan her celebrity crush and then being like, you're mine. And they get to have this like cute, amazing thing. Yeah. And it's great. It's just so, Alicia Haley's just so fucking good. And you get to just see him flirt. That's Oof, great. I yeah. Know. Good stuff. This red suit is not my favorite, but I'm going to look past it because the flirting is fun. I was into it. <laughs> Then like the little neck thing, but it's yeah. a it's a lot. It's a look. She went all out. For I like Megan it when I, I like it when Alice makes that. choices. Okay, the, maybe that's what it is. Is Alice made a lot of choices this episode, yes. and I didn't love all of them. That's fair. So that's fair. Yeah. Um, 
Danny and Pierce are prepping Bet to debate the man who's yeah. like leading in the polls. I and cannot remember that man's name for the I, I can't either. I don't matter. think it's ma- it doesn't matter. Mayor man. Yeah. Um, um the I mean, the only really thing about this scene that matters is that Pierce basically says that as long as Angie's in private school, like Beth's like stance on, on education. education is sort of like she has no, I think, no leg to stand on. Is and what that's he like says. fair. Oh, totally like, Beth, fair. Totally. Bet building her platform off public education, but being like public education is not yeah. good enough for my kid is like fucked. Yeah, terrible. So then Sophie and Finley go to the MCC church and... And again, it's like a cool church. They yeah. have they have wine tastings yeah. and Mexican food cooking classes and like whatever. It's and cool then, church wine in case it is. So. Gasp. Rebecca Guess. is the minister. Guess who's giving a sermon? It's Rebecca. <laughs> and Finley's like, I fucked the priest. <laughs> Which, you know, is big this year. So, <laughs> so I need wow. to mention Fleabag. And it took three episodes wow. to mention Fleabag. Yeah. yeah. And Elward is joining that discourse. I love it. Priest fucking. And I, in this moment, do relate to Finley being like, whoa <laughs> like that's a lot it is it's a not lot just that like no. rebecca is christian and like goes to church to be fair i think i'd be a little bit i think okay so like because we know that she was going to church on a tuesday i think i would feel a bit better about the idea that that was her job like she was going to work right as opposed to not that i'm judging anyone who goes to church on a tuesday and isn't doesn't work i just think for someone for who's like, like someone one who's I'm, overwhelmed by religion yeah that's like not a big part of my life especially I'm Jewish and I don't know. So anyways, but just like I think in that situation, but I get why for Finley that would be like, ah. Um, imagine being a minister delivering a sermon and the person you fucked the night before just full <laughs> walks in. Like they make eye contact. Rebecca, to her credit, doesn't break a ton, but yeah. like it's not great. Yeah. I was just going to say that it really reminded me of the scene in the first season of Transparent when Josh walks into the synagogue. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I just think that like I love that queer television is really like upping the amount of like hot religious leaders we have we're, making we're religion cool. religion <laughs> yeah. also danny's doing lunch with her dad at a food truck which seems mm-hmm. below him from what i know of him but maybe he's fine. trying to like be i don't know like accessible yeah cool and hip yeah um and i'm um, sorry <clears throat> um danny is wearing a pair of Baby blue, high-waisted pants. There were a lot of high-waisted pants in this episode. I I noted for you. Yeah. Um, I also would like to say that in between the last episode and this episode, I bought my own pair of high-waisted pants. So what color are they? They're black. Oh, and they amazing. have they have these like white beaded design around the waist. They're oh. a lot. They're like definitely like you might watch Alice in them and be like, I think this is too much, but we're gonna see how it works. But we're for gonna me. put them on and yeah. it's gonna be great. Um Danny's dad is letting her know that he's so on board with her wedding that he's going to offer to pay for the Biltmore Hotel, which is like mm-hmm. historic landmark, like expensive. Yeah. Um, he's scheduled a walkthrough. Yeah. And I don't. They, and they have like, what? I don't think this is going to go well, but no, it's a sweet moment. And they have a sweet exchange about Danny's mom and dad getting married, yeah. which was like on a much smaller budget, like kind of like uh, put together pretty last minute it feels like and danny's like yeah. taken by the romantic part of that um back at the cool church <laughs> rebecca and finley are like you know getting yeah. into it <laughs> and um i don't i was raised catholic i'm not super religious now yeah. um i go to church like once every six months when i feel like adrift yeah um because i like the rhythm of it but sure. i don't love the line and other people probably do like I feel more nervous to come out as Christian than I do as mm. queer. Um, I haven't ever loved that kind of like sentiment. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to college where like that was 
a conversation kind of that came mm -hmm. up semi-frequently because mm -hmm. we had a big church on campus and people would be like, yeah, I go to church, but I'm like kind of secretive about it. I don't know. I, it's fine. I totally get it for these two characters. It's just but it's, not. It's not acknowledging the actual power structures that exist in our society. So yeah. yeah. Thank you for putting a fine point on that one. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Um, sorry. My, but I, I, I'm just being aggressively myself. And after you say this like really great point about like religion um, and homophobia and I wrote, wow, Rebecca looks really good in that gray suit. She does. And yeah, she looks, she looks great. And she's like, like I said, when they first met, like she's kind of calling Finley out on her shit a little bit. It's yeah. gentle, but like they're good for each other, I think, which makes it's, me worried for how Finley's going to fuck this I up. I mean, but. it's interesting to me the fact that like, and this happens again later, like Rebecca is not being like, well, you can have, you like you can you, this doesn't have to be a part of your life like Rebecca's like I can tell that religion meant like is a big has played has a role played in, a role your, in your, life. your life so you should find like a way to get in touch with your faith which I don't know it's it's interesting like it it it's not that it bothered me it's just it's it's gonna be interesting to watch and to see if that like if that is really where Finley's at or if Finley's like no this was like a really traumatic thing for me and so actually what I need is to, like not have to be away from it yeah I don't know. But um, and we do get confirmation that she was raised Catholic. Yes. Yeah. And they there are a couple of funny jokes in this, like about Rebecca being in an open marriage with oh, Rob. Yeah. Like it's an yeah. open relationship sexually. Yeah. And then like also that she has a phone that leads directly to Jesus in her office, which yeah. I thought was funny. Yeah. Um they're really cute together. They're like cute, I hope they, and they can have work like it a out. good yeah. chemistry together. Totally. And so I think this is like a pretty big thing to be shocked by, yeah. but it's like maybe they'll figure it out. I hope so. Micah like scopes out a cute guy mm -hmm. in the pool at their apartment complex yeah so he might want to shit where he eats i don't know like it's really <laughs> Just, he's gonna fuck the entire apartment complex <laughs> yeah. um, um they live in the gayest apartment complex also that has ever existed like okay, yeah sure. well yeah i mean i guess they're in yeah i don't know anybody who lives on the east side who lives in a place like that in fact i don't really know anyone who lives in a place like that period yeah <laughs> um sophie and danny like kind of bicker about the biltmore is that right? Mm -hmm. And like about her dad setting it up? Well, yeah. So Sophie seems Sophie seems like hesitant about the Biltmore and says that like she wants it to be like their wedding, like not like for Danny's dad. Right. Which is fair. Alice is sitting at a table at her home with her leg hoisted up. And I just I feel like that required the amount of seriousness I just put on it because yeah. murder me actually dead mm -hmm. i i saw i heard sirens and i saw the little red emoji like wee, 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 like as i saw her sitting oh, like that God. okay we can move on no we can stay um, on <laughs> my notes literally say alice sitting with her leg up two exclamation points not a drill four exclamation points i love it um Gigi's here yeah speaking of people who are unbearably hot Gigi's here alice offers to hang out with her but then actually is like just kidding maybe hang out with your ex-wife yeah this plan seems doomed. Yeah, it's it's interesting. This episode, our th our theory of like maybe Alice is going to be a monster and have sex with Gigi Seem seems was like turned on its head. In yeah, this episode. a little bit. We've little misread bit. the situation. Yeah, and then because like Nat walks in, like it's important to note that like Nat walks in when Alice and Gigi are talking about like the possibility of Gigi and Nat like being hanging out again. again. Yeah, and it's awkward. Yeah, because then we cut to later at night, like full sunset has happened, and they're still fighting about this. I always I think it's very funny anytime I watch TV I'm like what happened in the in the break like what have they been talking about for yeah an hour They've at least like what's been going on uh, um, but we drop into this yeah, and Alice brings up Dana and it's like I know what it's like to have a best friend and to break up and to lose that friend 
Um, she doesn't mention that she fully went insane and had a cardboard cutout of her, but you know. Um, I think those are the kinds of things you can elide when it's happened a lot of years ago. Sure. You know? <laughs> this is also really interesting to me because the reason why Dana and Alice broke up was because Dana started hanging out with her ex and then they got back together. Shout out Laura. Like, yeah. Like, so it's interesting that Alice. Alice is like remembering parts of it, but not. (laughs) No, I mean, from my perception of it was like, oh, Alice has grown. Like she's become Mm -hmm. a less jealous person. She's like not holding on to it. We'll we'll get to that. This is where I was at in this scene. uh We'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get there, but I just, I, I don't know. I think it's like a good sign, even if it's still a journey, like that she's not being like, oh my God, like what if, they got back together, which now I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I think later <laughs> in the episode, Alice also is like, oh my God, what if they get back together? But, but I don't know. For now. Um, I liked that detail yeah, in the context I, of the original. Yeah, and I, I thought that they like handled it. You know, they do fight and they figure it out. They like move on. Jose comes over to the apartment, which I guess he does live <laughs> sure. two steps away. But I was like, this is excessive yeah. to tell Micah that he cannot go to the art show because tonight. Of, like something personal? Because of personal stuff. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I guess we'll find we out get, at some point. We get very little information about it. It'd be a it. bummer if we never found out. <laughs> Imagine he just is like personal stuff and then comes back next episode and is like ready to hang out? Yeah. Like, wait. I hope we find out. And then we go to Shane, sat at, at her bar, her bar. Sadly, um, just drinking by herself. Mm-hmm. And Bet walks in with flowers and apologizes for, for being correct. Okay, but there's, I think like when your friend, okay, when your friend is like, I'm steaming, is, is, you can't see it. Oh my God. Okay, I'm going to try to defend this to you. If if your friend is, like, going through a breakup, going through a divorce, and obviously, like, Shane's filthy rich. Like, buying a bar, like, it's not like, it's not like, oh, my God, you you went into debt to buy this bar. Right. It, like, there's, it's low stakes, right? And you're immediately judgy. I don't know. I think it's the sort of thing of, like, if your friend's going through a breakup and, like, hooks up with their ex or hooks up with someone they shouldn't or probably shouldn't, who, who are who, we, who, who is, knows? What is should, um, really? Like, and and it's like, it's not the time to be judgy. It's the time to be a supportive friend and to be like, you can have a conversation about it. You can be like, oh, well, like, what was, what, what, were, what was your thought process there? I don't know. I think it was nice that she brought flowers right. and was, I mean, obviously. I the point of this whole podcast is for me to be a bet hater and for Drew to be a bet apologist and then me to be like, fine. I love that. I love but that. As, yeah, as someone who, has many times in my life continued to hook up with someone I shouldn't. That's the best example that you could have used. So now yeah. I'm, I mean, my friends I are always like, over. my friends are like, okay, like I'll support you in this, but okay. Yeah. Um. So that's where I'm at. Okay, fine. Whatever. I'm also curious. But she was right. Can we just say yes, that? I, yes. Correct. Yes. I, well, I'm not going to ever argue that that's not and, correct. Well, and Shane does to her credit say like, yeah, buying this bar was impressive. Yeah, no, so, of course okay. it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm curious when we're going to meet Kiara. I am too. Also, we are, like, right? I would assume. Also like, you already kind of touched on this, but like, Drew, when's the last time you bought a whole bar just to cope with your emotional feelings? Um, I don't have bar private money. jet money. <laughs> um, um, when was the last time that I bought like a pair of high-waisted pants to cope with my emotions? Like that was yesterday. I got, yeah, I mean, I got a Sagittarius tattoo on my ankle on my birthday, but it the appointment was made in an emotional yeah. moment. So I think that's probably the last big thing that's just this is what rich people get to do like like when when you're that level of rich it's like oh i'm gonna buy a bar as opposed to like oh i'm gonna get a tattoo or buy a pair of pants right and your pair of pants and my tattoo both the same amount of life altering i think i i hope so we'll see (laughs) and then shane asks bet how long it took her to feel normal again after tina and bet says that she still doesn't feel normal which i guess that makes sense and like in like what is normal and like yeah and like they had a whole life together so like your life probably feels different but 
Is is Beth still in love with Tina? Well, Tina fell in love with someone else. Oh, yeah. That's like the, that's what, like, Tina leaving Beth is pretty wild. I mean, granted, like, daddy of two, you know, like, Tina's been known to, to have other interests. But also, like, I always, I mean, from the original, right? Like, you think of Bet as the one who's, like, gonna leave. Oh, yeah. No, this was a surprise. Bet is, like, one foot out the door the whole time. So this was, yeah, this was a big shock. Um, I do like that Bet kind of blames her for the menopause that Bet is yeah, going through yeah. now. Like she was like, Tina left and it changed my whole life. And now I sweat every night when I go to bed. And it's like, well, you're like, I don't think those are quite like the time of your life that you're sure. in probably. But I'm all for blaming Tina for everything. Yeah. Actually, I'm like fine with Tina. I, it's fun to riff on her here. Yeah. But like, I just think Tina's a boring character in the original. And like, she's fine. I also I have. I also was known her. to like be a Tina defender, mostly for that same reason that I think. But the most recent rewatch, I was feeling, I was, I was getting it. You're like I was anti Tina. Yeah. Also interesting about this, and I don't know if I just am clueless, but like Shane says, she's pushing forty. So Shane isn't forty yet. I don't know what any of these people's ages are. I thought that's. I felt like Shane was maybe pushing fifty. Like in the original, which was ten years ago, right? Yeah. Season two. I know this because it. I was like, what? When Shane is fucking sherry jaffe and like sherry comes back to that art gallery or whatever and they have that like Mm heart-wrenching breakup scene sherry says like what am i gonna do leave my like glamorous gala life to be with a 25 year old assistant hairdresser and i was like shane's 25 in this season of the l word like that is so crazy to me so like i think i've never known what age are. so they're all like meant to be younger yeah wow we have some life to catch up on we're really behind like bet says to Shane, Shane is on the younger yes. end. Like, I always got the sense that Bet and Tina were, like, five-ish years older than Shane. Yeah, that makes sense. But, like, yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> when Shane was 25, she was an assistant hairdresser and boning a billionaire, basically. Hmm. Well, you If know. there's any billionaires out there that <laughs> want to hook up with me or Drew listening to this pod, um, I'm 26 now, but I, I think... It, I turn 26 next week. I think it... Wait. Well, you still... So you have a week. <laughs> Wait, no, I think... When does this come out? It's about... I might be 26 now. I don't know how time works, but I might, I'm either, maybe I'm turning 26 today. Yeah. I turned 25 or 26 this month and Drew is turning 26 this month. So we we're at the end of our, uh, so you're saying that like I Shane could potentially be with Sherry Jaffe before my birthday, like yeah, in the time that we record week, this to, you have one week to find Sherry Jaffe. Okay. Let me represent our cat. <laughs> um, back at the Gen Q house. Micah is looking at Grinder. That's such a mood. Like your date gets canceled and you're just like, well, time to go on the dating app. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I liked that they showed us what the Grinder interface looks like because we had such trouble with it on the last episode. They were like, this one's for you. This is for all the lesbians who have never been on Grinder. Couldn't be me. I've looked at other people on Grind. Like sure. I've looked at other people's phones while they're using Grind. Yeah. But that's yeah, that's the closest I've gotten. Um, so then someone comes over. Someone comes over, which, as far as I know about Grinder, is like pretty accurate. Yeah. Tragic that there's nothing like that for lesbians, but that's fine. Yeah. It is- like if I match with someone on Tinder after a date, bails like it's going to be two whole weeks. Well, before that's we, the like, thing is that exchange numbers, <laughs> and then we're going to go to on like one drink. And by that point, you're not depressed about. Like, I, I know. Yeah, like now I'm just now I'm just on a date with you. I want I wanted like the the fun part. Yeah. You know? The amount of times that I've like woken up to a bunch of matches on a Sunday after a Saturday night plan like, fell through. Yeah, or, or like I, coming home drunk and being sad that you like didn't go home mm-hmm, with someone mm-hmm. for whatever reason, being like I'm going to swipe, and then you wake up and you're like. I have no. too many too many matches and I, no interest anymore. Most of the time when now I now I'm hungover, my yeah. like serotonin levels are depleted. <laughs> yeah, but 
in Micah, in gay male world. Micah has success, and yeah. he should. He's so cute. So cute. And the guy who comes over is cute. Yeah. And then they start. Also, can we yeah. talk about how he a little bit looks like Jose? Like not enough, but mm-hmm. like build you think it's like and a like yeah. Vibe. It was just like vibe. Yeah. Yeah. They don't look alike, but like yeah. And I also find that relatable. Swiping on Tinder, and being like, "Yes, you do look like the person oh, that the has opposite. hurt my feelings." I'm so the opposite. Oh, I have I'll such a strong left. type that like oh, okay. it's kind of hard to Got it. to not. Got it. Um, I'm working on that. Yeah. Just as a side note, I I'm love like, that for you. because on Tinder you can just pick anyone. There's basically. so many so like, people in the world, and I've been actively trying to change my my world. Yeah. Just a fun. I think that'll be self improvement project. I think that'll for be really fun for you. Year 26. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, going well so far. Great. Anyway, so then they have sex and it's so the guy mumbles something to Mike and I like listen to this like 15 times I and our, it three times I always watch TV with captions and I did not have captions on for this and it yeah, was hard it was and really, it made it really hard but I'm pretty sure based on the vibe if I'm like totally projecting I'm sorry like I'm gonna rewatch this with captions and if know. anyone watched it and knows exactly what they said to Ellen Backcast at Gmail like, yeah. let us know we were both stumped I think I think what he says though is he says that he's never been with a trans guy before and I think Micah goes like Okay. And then the guy goes, what do you want to do? And then Micah turns around and bottoms. And I thought of you because in the last episode, you, we were talking about top represent how oh, strong the top, top. representation yeah. is and on this I show. Guess, like, and Micah's like a switch. Micah's switchy. Um, which I also, my like head canon is that Sophie and Danny are switchy too together. I mean, I once you've that. been with someone that long, it's like, yeah, it's like probably. Life can get boring. I mean, um, you know, whatever you do with your partner is great and I support it. But, but that's For me my, personally, that's yeah. my hope is that there we'll see. We've yeah. not seen a sex scene from them. We don't need to harp on it, but I want another one. Yes. Give it back to me. Um, it's interesting. So, <laughs> I mean, I automatically assumed that like they were having anal sex. Yeah, I did too. Um, but it's interesting just like when you're, I don't think it's unfair to assume that there are large portions of the L word generation Q audience who are cis <laughs> and also who are cis and haven't had sex with trans people anarchists and maybe don't even have trans friends or I don't know. So I think there's, I don't even know this about cis people, but cis people are very interested in how we have sex. And it's unfortunately, I, I do know <laughs> that. Have, about You haven't noticed that. Cis about, people. About yeah, cis I people. have noticed that. Um, and so it's interesting that these two sex things we've had with Micah, like are pretty vague about what's actually happening. Yeah. I don't know. I think I wish that there was, I think people also like fetishize our genitalia so much that I, I think, there might be some assumption from people of being like, oh, like, well, a trans guy is going to have a vagina. So then like, that's what they're doing right there. And like, but, right. and, and I, again, like, I don't know if I want that to be clarified. I just think it's interesting that, again, you could get into it potentially of like, and we saw a little bit last episode of Micah being like, don't touch me there. And like, I would love to get into that. Yeah. I like Micah's relationship w- with sex more. I wonder if, yeah, I would love to see some more like conversation about how Micah feels about yeah. sex and like, you know, that whole I almost said, and what he's into, but that's not really what I mean. But like how, like just what. Well, and it can also be complicated because like not every like trans guy doesn't want like that sort of penetration. So it's like, it's, it's also like I'm making an assumption off of like what's like maybe most common versus what is like most assumed by cis people. But like that doesn't determine how all trans people have sex. Well, and I was going to say like it is, it feels like maybe part of a piece of the like where this show thinks that trans representation Mm -hmm. is like that they might think it's more radical or interesting or like representative to not have those conversations be happening. But like we've been talking about, like we're still in a moment where it's 
actually very radical to see that conversation happening yeah. in a loving and interesting well, way. and in a way that can feel natural and in the yeah. way that like especially if i heard that line right and he says like i've never had sex with a trans person before like those things do get those things do get talked about right and i was saying this in the last sex scene and i mean in the, in the last episode in that sex scene like um even though it annoyed me all of that all of like what jose was saying like it all rang very true right and so i don't mind that and and i hope like yeah as the show continues that it it finds that balance might be a little bit better of just like figuring out like okay like how do we how do we both like move like the conversation forward and how do we how do we make this feel casual and how do we like make these characters feel like any other character Lived in and but yeah. but at the same time like being like well they're not like every other character like they are trans and like that is like a part of it so i don't know it's going to be it's interesting it's going to be interesting and i i think watching how it's all being handled so far. Like, obviously, we're, like, light years ahead of the original. Right. So, like, but it's it's still just interesting to, like, sort of pick apart, like, oh, like, what are their goals here? And, like, what are they trying to accomplish? And we pick because we love. Yes. So, um, at Bet's mayoral candidate headquarters, mm -hmm. Bet is switching Angie out of her private school to a new fancy private yeah. school. She's going to put down a deposit. Um, I need to know who has the job of handing bet that wood covered water bottle every day because she gets the same one the last three times we've seen her walk through this office. That's someone's job yeah. is to stand there and be like, this is full and cold. Here you go. Or hot. I guess I don't know what she's drinking. Angie, to her credit, is like, oh, cool. A new private school, like same assholes, different zip code, which like it feels it's fair. Fair. Yeah. Um, also fair is that I really want to point out that Bet is wearing a pair of orange high-waisted pants. I, this was the one where I was like, Bet's in high-waisted yeah. pants. Uh-oh. Like, that's a big Drew bullseye for Yeah, it's really, it's really developing. I think it's maybe now going from like a thing that's like hot that I'm into and is becoming like a full-on fetish. So like, thanks Gen Q. Um, I think mine are like the big glasses. I'm like, oh, that's also a, there for that. That's yes. a really good look yes. and I didn't know that until yes. now, but um, Jen Q doing good things for fashion right now. Yeah. Um, Danny and Pierce are doing more like bet debate. Prep. Yeah. And they were like basically saying like Angie should be should go to a public school. Like, yeah. That would be a game changer. You get the endorsement of the teachers union. And Bet's like, I'm not exploiting my child. I'm not going to use my child as a pawn. <laughs> and Angie's like, but you could. Yeah. It's, it's um, which is very cute. And like, I feel for her. Like, yeah. we've seen her be cooler than the private school kids she's around. Like, she's yeah. dope. And I get, I went to a public school. I went to a public school, too. Shout um, out public so schools. We're, we're big public schools on <laughs> this pod. Um, nothing wrong with private schools. Just saying, like, I get her point of yeah. view. And, like, Danny's point of view is good, too. Like, there are public schools in Los Angeles that are just as good as private schools, totally. quote, unquote, like, performing academically on the same level and, like, that are more representative of the world we live in than the private schools in in Los Angeles. So... Bet's being all stubborn and it's oh, like, yeah. is like, I'm definitely not going to read this packet. And then and, Angie like. But also like Danny, I loved Danny and Bet like pushing the packet back yeah. and forth and Danny being like, okay, I'm just going to leave this here. And Bet yeah. being like, I'm never going to look at it. And Danny's yeah. like, okay, but if you change your mind, that's like, I'm never going to change like, my a, mind. Like a little mini top off. Yeah. Just yeah. a tiny top just off. Just a tiny top off. Um, and Angie, to her credit, I mean, this is also to Bet's credit. Like she's built a relationship with her daughter where her daughter can be like, I really actually want you to consider this. Yeah. And so Angie's like. Please think about the private school yeah. thing. Have we mentioned that we love Angie and Beth's relationship? Just because we do. Um, that's the only time I'm team pro Beth is yeah. when she's with Angie. Well, also, where does Jordy go to school? Yeah, are we going to end up? Out. Oh my god, I hope so. We're going to end up going to school together. Well, speaking she of, doesn't. Jordy doesn't go to school. I forgot. Uh, but, right. You know. Um, speaking of 
families we love. We then go to Sophie with her family walking through the Biltmore. They are at the Biltmore and it is fancy. Her mom is in scrubs. My mom's a nurse. I, we talked about this earlier, like Sophie through this episode has become my favorite character. But I think when as like a white Latinx woman, like I from the previews was like, oh, Danny's going to be the character that I'm excited most to like see on TV. Mm -hmm. And not that like white Latinx representation is lacking. Like if they're, if there's a Latino in a show, like usually they are white. So I was like thrilled for Sophie's character and to see what that looks like. But the class thing that it seems like they're doing is like so much more true to my life. Mm -hmm. And not that this pod is all about me, but you do have to listen to me talk. Um, my mom's a nurse has been forever, like put herself through school when I was a kid, like is a true hero and champion. Mm -hmm. And like seeing this woman with Sophie, like walking her through a wedding venue in her scrubs and being like, like makes a joke about like, Oh, I should have changed. And her grandma's like into what a ball gown. Like (laughs) that all just like made my heart kind of sing, even though I know how uncomfortable Sophie is. And I've dated a lot of people who are much wealthier than my Mm -hmm. family and than me. And like, it's hard. And I don't think people talk about that very often. And I think this is a really cool take on that and a really like concrete TV way to enter that conversation. But like, how out of place Sophie's family feels. And they talk about like where they're going to put the food tables because obviously Sophie's grandma is going to cook for their wedding. And the woman is like the like skinny rich white lady who's like, you know, showing them around the Biltmore is like, oh, we actually, we have a restaurant which will have a menu. And like when I had a quinceanera, we like the venue that we found would not let us bring in food. And it like truly my family was upset. Like, yeah, but that was the best venue for it. And so we did it and we had like, I don't know, black beans and rice and stuff. Like it was fine, but it was not, what they would have wanted. And I relate to Sophie's like feeling so out of place. And I relate to the fight they have later, which we'll get to. But Mm -hmm. um, the big news from this is that Danny's dad has already put down a deposit on this room because his colleagues will have fun here. She's like, Danny doesn't even work at that company anymore. Like, why do we need Luther Corp here? Like, get out of here. Yeah. Um, Fine. And Danny only really stands up to him once, like, Sophie shoots her a look. Yeah. And she's like, well, we're going to think about it. We'll think about it. But Danny is like, it seems kind of chill to go with the flow on this one, which I also relate to. Wanting your, like, parental relationship to be good and, like, to take what you can get from your parents. Like, I totally admire her for trying to make that work. Yeah. So then we go back to, like, their place and they're fighting. I felt, yeah, like, both of them, I really understood where they were coming from. And, like, unlike last episode where it it felt like a little bit like, oh, there's just like conflict being created. I really, really understood why this conflict was happening and thought that they, I don't know, it's you, you want, like Danny's just trying to, he's her dad. Like that he, and he's he's her only living parent. And yeah. And so it's like, she wants to meet him halfway. And I don't know. Sophie, to her credit, is really good at putting the words to this feeling. Like I said, like that I relate to, like, She's like, don't you want to get married a place where we don't have to feel like we have to keep our spine straight the mm-hmm. whole time? And then she also says, like, that place made me feel like I couldn't breathe. Like, mm-hmm. that is such a, like, real feeling. I felt it, like, deep in my skin. And yeah. I, like, this was the scene I cried at. Um, and also Sophie's, like, Danny says she doesn't want to hurt her dad's feelings. And Sophie's, like, you're hurting mine. I think I need to take a break. Which I also, you and I have talked about, like, we want them to be able to work through problems together. And I think that's a really good indication that they're yeah. going to be able to. It wasn't like a fuck you, I'm leaving. It was like, this is overwhelming. And I think let's, let's break. Now at the mayoral debate, um, (laughs) Nat, Gigi and Alice are sitting together. Yeah. This is a weird thing to invite. So like Alice obviously has the the invite. Yeah. Brings a plus one, Nat. This is a weird thing to invite your 
partner's ex-wife who you're trying to make them be friends with to join you on. It sure works though. But here we are. We're doing it. Um, also, I just Danny's wearing that same suit that she was wearing when she was being evil, but now she's not evil and she's still wearing the hot suit. So, you know, we all you win. You could be hot and good, it's it great. turns out. Love this. Um, it, it Like, bet in, again, like, we this whole season and show now is just going to be bet being, like, in this, like, political mode of yeah. just, like, watching her in a debate and just, like, be so Jennifer Beals. And, oh, yeah, and that, like... Voice that like pins you to a wall that's like yeah. very, you know, driving. Yeah. And she surprises Danny, which is interesting that Danny doesn't know this before the debate because Danny is like, oh my God, like muttering under breath, like don't say one of your like three pillars of your campaign is education. And then she says education. And then, of course, like the, the other mayor dude yeah. like, like jumps on her and not literally um, and is like, well, your daughter is in private school. And she's like, nope. <laughs> Actually, we just enrolled her in a public school, yeah. which also like it feels like he could be like, so you literally just did that today. <laughs> like, well, yeah. He just dug up the information. It's, like, <laughs> It's so funny that he tries to go the route of being like, oh, is that because your daughter was suspended? When he so easily could have been like, wow, so you you're lying to so the voters. So you literally just yeah. did that to get votes? Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. Um, but it is very, it's just like a very funny about really funny. face. She's yeah. like, public schools, public schools are the best. It's yeah. like 30 seconds ago, you said that Angie could not learn at a public school because they were not as and good. And then 30 seconds after she says that, they get the teacher's union endorsement. It's very quick. They, Yeah, the, te- the teacher's union had like one representative in the audience who then texted <laughs> yeah. the person who like yeah. does the endorsement and they texted Danny. Like it's all very fast. Hilarious. Great. Um, then we go to Finley biking at night and... Do we think she's riding the stolen bike? Oh, probably. Did she ever give it back? Where's her car? She doesn't have a car anymore. She left. She made a train. She was like, yeah, she was like, you have that. And now I have this. What is she doing with the bike? Anyway, I think that might be the case. Um, That's what happens, right? You like you can trade out your piece of transportation with another. Yeah, piece as of long as something has wheels, they're one to one trade. Right. And you're cool, totally cool. fine. Um, the car was out of gas, which is worse, though. So like that, the bartender from Black had to go get gas. Yeah. come back. I think it's a free car. Like, I mean, it's definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's a piece of shit, but like, sure. We all drive pieces of shit by which I mean, me. Jay yeah, I don't have a car, so, so I would take this um, shitty car. I mean, I have my Finley license. Is, I do. I'm not 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 that stereotype. Not, not driving. I have a I have a license. I just don't have um the money for a car. Anyways, Finley's ghosting Rebecca. Obviously, yeah. we knew that was going to happen. Um, Rebecca's like again. We talked about this earlier. Like, kind of calling her out on shit. Is like, I think it would be nice for you to reconnect with your faith. Like, if you want to do that, and also is like, I really loved hanging out with you. I would love to yeah. do it some more. Like, I love this Gen Q is like all about open and honest communication. We have not seen a lot of like hiding and lying and like she said this what does it mean like literally yeah. everyone's like yo this is how i feel about you how do you feel yeah you into it yeah. and that's fun i like that that's all we should all try to do more of that we in should our all daily channel life. that gen q in um, our life and, and then finley arrives at catholic church and she sends a text message which means she's probably texting rebecca which i'm really happy about great um Back at Kids Are Us. <laughs> oh, God. and so awkward. Gigi and Nat are, like, yucking it up. They've been yucking it up since the debate. Like, uh-huh. we saw them giggling together, and Alice yeah. tries to, like, participate, and they're like, no, not for you. And so this is continuing to happen at the table where yeah. they live. Stephanie Allen's hair. How dare she? Um, I just have a question. Is Would you consider Stephanie Allen's pants to be high-waisted? They're sort of like mid-high. They're mid, yeah. They're not quite committing, but I thought they They're like like, a straight waist. Like they're not like low and they're not high, but they're like kind of right in the middle. Okay. I think in this climate, that's high. Okay. That's what I think. In this climate being? Like, I don't know, like 2019. Right. And also where- But in comparison to the other ones, they're not. Well, you know, so we'll give it a half a point. I think it's for you. I think that's for you to decide. You're ultimately the high-waisted queen. Thank you. Um, 
Alice basically kicks Gigi out. Like she walks into them like chatting and is like, what's so funny? Okay, good night. It's aggressive and hilarious. And Gigi's like, okay, yeah, I'll go. Yeah. She goes. And then Nat and Alice kind of like, not argue, but like bicker. Well, because like Nat's like, you wanted this. And Alice was like, I know. I didn't mean to. Alice was like, I know, but I didn't think it would go so well. Like Alice wanted them to do like one coffee for half an hour and then bounce. Like, she yeah. just wanted to make peace in the universe and she's paying for it now. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, or we'll I don't know happens. if she's paying for it, but Alice is. Again, last episode we suggested this and it might still happen. Threesome. Threesome. So many TV couple issues would be solved by just having a threesome. Like, it, I, maybe not solved, but yeah. like would be like smoothed over. Like, yeah. you don't always have to have a love triangle. No. That's Three people literally can have sex together. Spend five seasons of Jane the Virgin being like, just have a threesome. A bone. Yeah. Also, honestly, there was like a lot of sexual tension between Raphael and Michael, but oh, yeah. that's for a different <laughs> that's for a different podcast that we can create at some point. Um then they make up. They go they, they go to up. watch Naked and Afraid. Nat calls Alice love, which I hated, but other than that. Wait. She's what? like, she's I don't know, she's just like love, like blah, 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 blah. And I don't like that as a term of endearment. Oh, really? You don't? Yeah, no. no. I don't mind it. It's fine. But I like babe anyway. Those have different you know, they're for different moments, but they feel like they'd be used in the same moment for me. Maybe that's why I hate mm, it. Anyway, interesting. Um, Alice, one note, they do make up whatever, but Alice is like jealous of how funny Gigi is oh, yeah, or like how really much good. Gigi makes Nat laugh. And she's like, I thought I was the funny one. And I thought that was cute. Yeah. Alice is the funny one. She is. It's also a good callback to earlier when Alice was talking about setting Gigi and Nat up and Nat was like, she's the cool one. And Alice kind of gives her a half hearted like, Babe, no, you're you're the cool one, and you can. You're like, no, that's there's no way that's true. Back at the bar, Shane is texting Kiara that she misses her. They both are texting each other. You can see above like that Kiara text. I don't know if it was right before. I don't know what the gap is, but Kiara is like, I miss you, and Shane is like, I miss you. So like, what is the problem? We haven't figured it out, but like. Shane does say in the conversation with Bet about Tina and exes and whatever, like yeah. the problems we have aren't about whether we're in love with each other. So it's like, What's what the are the problems? Yeah. Tell me. Yeah, but that's interrupted because Tina, Lena comes into the office and, okay, so oh, this God. scene. Okay. This is the first time, this is what Turned really, I was like, Tina. I groaned audibly. Well, okay, so the thing is, is that it is so embarrassing to say to Shane McCutcheon that, oh my God, we have a connection and I know that the blah, 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 blah. It's like, like she didn't even watch six seasons of The Right? Like, what is she doing? Like, it's so awkward. Again, and, like, everyone is starry-eyed over Shane. Get yeah. in line. But the, like, I know what I'm going to do. Romantic declaration time. Like, you get me. You see. What does she say? Like, you see me like yeah. no one else does or some bullshit. Like, it's like, no, she's just No, literally, she's and just hot. She's and just she, Shane. She's good at listening. She yeah. has that intense eye thing that I was talking about. Yeah, it's... And this is what turned me out. I just like, I think this is so, A, so out of line. And yeah. B, like, I got really bad secondhand embarrassment. Like, I wanted yeah. to watch through my fingers. Totally. You know, it was like not great. Um, And Lena also says that, like, she's like, Tess and I are over because she's starting to get jealous. Like, you can see she's starting to get jealous. And it's like, she doesn't seem jealous at all. She, she seems, seems thrilled that her, like, affected by this situation. <laughs> like, like, her professional dreams are coming true. <laughs> and she could not give less of a shit about any of this and, like, isn't picking up on any of this. Yeah, I don't think she has any idea. And also, like, as we've talked about, Tess is sort of like the proprietor of like lesbian history in yeah. their relationship. Like Tess, if she did clock that, would be like, "Oh, sweetie, Lena, wait, <laughs> yeah, baby, you don't think you don't think that's happening, right? Because that's everyone." I I will be so happy if in the next episode, Lena's like, "I need to tell you something. 
I'm in love with Shane and we had sex. And Tess just laughs. Tess is like, okay. They're like, yeah, same. Cool. <laughs> I'll also, like, we did not talk about this much last episode because there was so much more to talk about in that scene. But, like, Tess and Shane were kind of flirty. Like, oh, Tess, yeah. like, walks her fingers up yeah. Shane's arm. Like, totally. he's like, oh, I bet girls love that wall you've built. Like, yeah. I'm rooting for, as you know, mess on this show, yeah. which... I will say we didn't get enough of this episode. We'll talk about it at the end. But like, maybe Tess and Shane. I would be in for that. That'd be, I would be, I would be so thrilled. It would Even be if- the worst possible thing for this bar plan, but like, fine, whatever. Hilarious. Um, and She says, God, Lena, she says, I didn't know how much I needed you. She and Shane have had three conversations and Shane has said maybe 12 words cumulatively it's such, such a red flag like Any, what like, is going on I, I love feelings i love like big romance blah 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 blah, blah. Sweeping declarations but, but like but i have had experiences where like i feel like someone just very quickly is like is it just i think it's i hope i've never been on the other side of this but i just feel like usually when you're like falling in deep with someone quickly it's like you, you both you both are very aware of it and sometimes, like, someone seems to be falling in deeply with me, and I'm like, "Oh, uh-oh. are you not picking up on my like pretty reserved body language or my fact? Like, I don't, I don't know." So, this was yeah. how I was feeling. I was just like, "Oh my god, Shane! Like, I know you're sad and depressed and don't horny, but this don't is do such it. a bad idea." Yeah. Like, and like, yeah, I was gonna say when I f- have felt that where I'm like, "Oh, someone is like more attached to me than I am to them." Like, dating yeah. is hard. I'm sure. willing to give people the benefit of the doubt for a while, but my coping mechanism is to sort of like shut down. Yeah. Like, I sort of. St- ice people out which is not the best strategy arguably though better for everyone in the long Uh run than what shane does here absolutely which is whisper this is a bad idea into lena's mouth i know no no good no good but she's like putting on a show and shane is like half-heartedly like yeah like sure i guess oh god anyway all right i hope i hope the show knows this like i hope the show is aware of how embarrassing this is and that's where they take the storyline as opposed to it being like yes they're star-crossed lovers no because like kiara's in the picture so well yeah and kiara in the background is like shane is gonna shane she's sad and she's acting out but like kiara is there as a specter so i don't think we're gonna get like good oh lena and shane are meant to be god i hope not that would be crazy okay no hate to Mercedes Mason, who I actually do love, who plays Lena. Um, okay, so now at church, yes, Finley is lighting a candle for um, that whole bad situation, probably. Um, she has quarters on her to put in the candle thing, which is interesting to me. I've never done that. I've only put dollars in there. Mm. Um, but okay, fine. And she's she's overwhelmed. Like Finley is is going our girl is going through it yeah. um Jack and is really great in the same yeah and I actually think I had such an idea of who Finley was from the trailer and even from the pilot I think mm-hmm. I like re-listened to our episode and I was like talking about how she's like the Shane protege and mm-hmm. she's like really not that at all actually and it's interesting to see all these different like layers to her in the same way that it's interesting to me to see like Sophie dealing with the class difference in her relationship like mm-hmm. it's just adding all these cool and new and like we can talk till we're blue in the face about whether like this reboot is, you know, as quote good as the original or like as fun or whatever. But like one thing I think it's doing is representing a lot of different viewpoints and how people yeah. are coming to not even just their sexuality, but like their like relationships and how they move in the world. I like yeah. no one on the original word was dealing with like class struggles, except for that one time Jenny basically like worked at a grocery store for two days and like Max when yeah. Max first moved to LA and yeah. like the image of 
the Midwestern person moving to LA was Jenny, like wide eyed, like, I don't know what a lesbian is. What's that? And like, yeah. I realized all of that was in a different time. So that's different okay. too. But like Finley's from the Midwest and super Catholic and knows what being a lesbian would mean for her. And like, that's what we see her grappling with instead of like, yeah. holy shit, I had sex with one girl one time, you know? Yeah. I just think that's cool. No, I agree. And I think, I think some of it's coming from the fact that like in setting, in their families, like it's all more grounded like all of the characters are more grounded and fuller and i think i think it's it's one of the things that is allowed when you're not like the first lesbian show ever where you can have people be more specific and you don't have to be like oh this is the like funny bisexual this is the athlete who's in the closet this is the like power fam like you don't have to like who's in the married couple and they're or i guess they weren't married Mm -hmm. at the time they're in like the the long-term couple and they're gonna have a child together like you don't have to fit into these boxes as as neatly as when you're like really introducing the television world like yeah. to lesbians. Right. And so yeah, I think it's the L like, word yeah. invented lesbianism for television yeah. and now it has like well. and now it's like building on its own <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Situation, it at least invented you know? like cool like lesbian friend group hanging yeah. out. Anyway, so Finley is very overcome. Rebecca does show up. They hold hands in the pew. It's very mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. I don't like when pews have the little arm bars in between. It should just be one big long bench, but that's just me. Um and that's sweet. Yeah. And we're that's we're gonna really, see more of that, I'm sure. Really, really nice moment. Yeah. Um, Sophie's really mad that Jose ditched Micah, which I thought was sweet. Like oh she's God. like it's ready so, to yeah. fight. Well, and there's like a there's like a bookend here because then like Sophie starts dancing and is like, come dance. And Micah's like, no, and she's like, Yes, and we're gonna she, like, teach you, and she puts on music yeah. and it's cute. And I, I love when the when there's a message that's like friendship can be as important as a date. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it's like it's really nice. Um and she <laughs> delivers maybe the L word tagline of all time, which is it's okay to be hurt and it's okay to fuck somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. well, it's interesting. Cause like Micah brings up this idea of like, I always do this. Like, I think he has shame around or just is trying to change a pattern of behavior of like having a lot of casual sex or whatever, like he's feeling insecure right. or whatever. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that develops. And I just like for on Sophie's part, I really like her being like, yeah. It's literally fine to have yeah. casual sex if if you're getting what you want out of it, yeah. right? Like, fine. Yeah. Um, I can't. Be- I again, my notes say Alexa is not good at Spanish. There's no way she got that. <laughs> um, but fine. Whatever. Well, also, I don't have an Alexa, but doesn't Alexa repeat back like what you ask for? Or no? I don't have an Alexa at my home. I've only used it at other places. But I do think she says, "Okay, playing." Beep, right. Beep, but beep, this, beep. but this time she just says. Okay. She says, okay. <laughs> and then it flies. Um, how much money do you think Alexa gave the L word Gen Q? By which I mean Amazon. All those aerial shots? Well, I guess Alice talks about Amazon in the first episode or in the second episode oh, too. So they definitely, so there's definitely some product placement. Hmm, interesting. I thought we were going to get a hotel tryst. I thought I was going to see it. Well, we, we, we do. No, well, we don't see it though. Oh, right. We don't get to see the whole scene. <laughs> I get robbed again. Yes. If this, so this episode did not carry the theme of Sex scene opening no. did not carry the theme of the title sequence, like you know, fun hip song. song. Yeah. I, I it Maybe. could be a fun hip song. We, I just don't, don't know, know it. it yet. I'm not fun and hip, <laughs> so that doesn't really. It did not follow the pattern of doing a montage, so that's okay. how you know the episode is ending. Just mm-hmm. tying up where all of our characters are. Mm-hmm. What it did choose to double down on was one second of eye contact between Bet and Felicity Adams, and then black. Who we haven't said yet. And I'm assuming we're going to like actually spend time with her character. But I uh, hope she's played by Latarsha Rose. Yeah. So just something to to note. Um, 
Yeah, I I will. Danny also sees and Danny, Danny sees see, that's also an sorry in my righteous yeah. indignation that I don't get to see <laughs> Bet and Felicity Bone. We're going to. But when, Drew? I don't know. Like, we're two episodes in and all I've gotten is... We're three episodes in and we haven't. We're two episodes into this scandal part. Oh, though, oh, is what oh, I mean. oh. Like we're two episodes into having her as a character. Yes. And all I've seen is them touch pinkies, basically. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. And I also can't wait. But I think like sometimes patience like pays off in a really big way. And I'm thinking like maybe we'll get like like a five minute sex scene. From your mouth to God's ears. And Hope by so. God, I mean Eileen Jacob. <laughs> Hope so. Obviously. Um. Yeah, Danny sees them, so this is going to be trouble for the campaign, which, yeah, you know, we already like, knew. Duh. Actually, though, I think it might be – I don't know. I'm not, like, a political advisor. Yeah. I have no clue. But I would think that it would actually maybe be better for the campaign if they ended up together because, it's like, love prevails or whatever. I don't know. Love wins. Yeah, I don't shit. know if people want queer people to prevail in love, especially like when one person is married. <laughs> right. But, like, yeah. I think there's a way to spin them seeing each other and being together as, like, she yes cheated but like she was unhappy in her marriage like she is in love with Beth. Yeah. i just think that's like i saw someone bring up katie hill in the comments of one of our instagram i posts. thought about katie hill in the i had been in my notes but i didn't say anything because <laughs> I, I and so i think it is sometimes worth I noting get, sometimes i get nervous <laughs> that i'm gonna say something dumb and i don't say it um you should always just go for <laughs> it um but yeah so like i think it is worth noting that like yeah like it, it can feel like oh it's 2019 whatever whatever but like it still is hard. And yeah. Like, and especially if she continues to have sex with this person. And I like, don't know if she's still married. Like, yeah. And like she, yeah, sure. So I don't know, but I, neither of us are political advisors. We are not. So I don't know if you could tell, but, but Danny seems nervous. And I think that is fair. And we'll follow Danny's lead on that one. Probably. Yeah. Um, and that's the episode. And that's it. Yeah. Bet's in a hotel room. Felicity knocks on the door. Danny sees it. She opens the door. We don't get sex, but they do sad. And good for them. They do, and hopefully we see it. Yeah. Maybe that's how we'll start the next episode. If we, yeah, let's go back to starting episodes. What, with if, a sex what scene. if we start the next episode that way? So let's, yeah, let's go into that. What do we want to see next episode in, in the future? I want to see, as I've said, Felicity and Bet yes. having sex. I feel I've been very clear about that. I think you have been very clear about that. Um, I. It's the same as I wanted last week. I just want, I mean, like I said, I love this like open and honest communication vibe that yeah. we're on, but I want some nice. drama. Yeah. Let's go. It, yeah. The last two episodes have been like a little low key. Yeah. And I love that. I love, yeah. and it's giving them the opportunity to, like we said, draw out some of this mm -hmm. other stuff like this class thing with Sophie and Danny or yeah. like Micah's like sex casual hookups when he's sad like that kind of stuff is getting more fleshed out and i totally. think that's cool yeah um it's not like as madcap as some of the older episodes yeah. that we know and love yeah but i want some drama yeah i wouldn't mind some, mad some cap. yeah i need some inappropriate hookups yeah. something i think that's what i want yeah. yeah something that i was thinking was like now that we learned that tess is sober like is once once finley confronts her religious trauma like some day down the line is she gonna confront her alcoholism and like with Tess by her side maybe I don't know that's a fun little mentor I was, pair I was, I was just like oh that's like a little a little breadcrumb that like yeah. might come back later yeah I yeah hmm. um and then I also am really curious if Angie and Jordy are gonna be going to the same school yeah oh yeah I want to see Angie in public school I feel like she's gonna thrive she's so cool yeah Ugh. yeah I'm excited for her I'm excited to see that um yeah cool well that's it um who do we think the lost love is of this title oh. kiara felicity i think do you think it's like a no love lost kind of thing like enemies there's not really any enemies Ooh. in this like sophie and danny's dad i guess 
I think it's probably a mix of both Tiara. <laughs> I think it's well, yeah. I think it's like it's like that conversation, but right. then it's also like Nat and Gigi mm-hmm. coming back together and that That's lost good. love. There's a lot of lost love. What about like, yeah, Finley and her church? Also, Micah and Jose. Something's are a foot. On the rocks. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think I'm going to start trying to do that. Have you ever tried to make sense of the original L word titles? Because it's on occasion. Lacey lilting lyrics is one that just (laughs) it's lodged in my brain. I never, there's not a day that goes by since I saw that episode that I haven't woken up and thought Lacey lilting lyrics. What's it mean? Hilarious. Well, you can find us at Ellen back on Twitter and Instagram, and you can email us at to Ellen at gmail.com. I'm personally at draw underscore Gregory on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Analoca, A-N-A-L-O-C-A underscore on Twitter and A-N-A-L-O-C-A-A on Instagram. And I do want to say that I looked into making the match mm-hmm. for the ease of this podcast. And the other username is taken on oh. both platforms. No. So I can't ever make them match. You know, you're just going to um, have to stay like. Analoca has been my Twitter handle since I was literally in high school. It's something my Spanish teacher used to call me. I got draw underscore Gregory from um, this person who I dated for three months and deeply broke her heart. Anyways. Um, I really should have hopped on Annalisa as a handle mm, from the beginning, but it was a different time. You were trying to sure. like do cool handles and I should have just taken Annalisa. Now it's taken. There's a Twitter account that holds the handle Annalisa who I, who is inactive, who I report probably once a month <laughs> and I'm like, cancel their account so I can use it. Hilarious. Maybe someday. Someday. Um, this podcast is produced by Lauren Klein and our theme song is by Dee Steadwell and our logo is by Kara Sykes. Should we do keywords? Yes. Oh man, I had a really good one yesterday. Okay, I have one. Okay. Three, two, two one. one. Quadrilateral. Quadrilateral? Quad? It was hard to say and I thought I was going to stutter. <laughs> you did great it. and then I, I didn't even <laughs> need to repeat your word and I. Quadrilateral. And quizzical. So we are dweebs. That is the message of this episode. Ding. Topping, laughing, moving, fisting, biting, fucking, crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way that we. Are.